0: Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life, and to make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase industry trends, which means broadly industry or market changes and developments that are happening within a particular field. They can take many forms, including new technologies and shifts in consumer behavior Two things definitely impacting us in our industry and industry trends have the potential to create both opportunities and challenges. Here to discuss current industry trends in broadcast media is legendary agent Mark Turner. Mark is a partner with A3 Artist Agency and is the Vice President of Programming, Digital Media, Licensing, and Branding Division. Mark started his storied career after graduating from Connecticut College as an assistant to the head of the commercial department at Abrams Artist Agency in New York, and was quickly promoted to agent and started the host broadcast division. Over the last two decades, that department has morphed into a one-stop shop for all things under the nonfiction umbrella. Mark has represented top on-air hosts, experts, personalities, producers, and digital influencers in all aspects of unscripted TV and digital, and has placed talent literally everywhere. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thrilled that you're here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that introduction.
0: The kind of the man who needs no introduction, but uh, (laughs) I want to begin with, the evolution of your job title says so much about what is relevant to this conversation about industry trends and just the evolution of the host and broadcasting space. You've always been a legend, but in the beginning it was very simple and straightforward. You, you, know, you represented hosts in, in the broadcast division. Now you have a mile long title that encompasses programming, digital media, licensing, and branding, which is a lot. So could you walk us through that evolution?
1: Yeah, um, so it, it it is fascinating how where I started uh, as representing hosts and, and, and broadcasters is now literally the least aspect of what I do. Um, I started, as you mentioned, right out of college. So I've been in the company. It'll be exactly 30 years in November. And I've been an agent for just over 27. So when I started, yes, it was entertainment reporters. It was looking for Ryan Seacrest types. I was doing a lot more hard news, sports reporting, and really, you know, the, the, there's been a few different evolutions. Everyone remembers, well, not everyone, but, you know, the, 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 there was the, the Osbournes, I think back in 2000, there was Survivor, the, the Kardashians, or these tentpole shows, which which changed the industry. So it it went from a lot of, again, what I call mainstream hosts, your talk show hosts, your game show hosts, your Ryan Secrets, your Kelly Rippas, your Paige Davis's. Um, which still exists, but it's just on a much smaller level. Um, the biggest trend became experts and authenticity to your brand. Um, with shows like Trading Spaces was a, was a tentpole show. And so if it's, a, if it's a renovation show, they want people who are actually interior designers or actually real estate experts or actually carpenters. Food-based shows, again, they're going to want credentialed chefs or restaurateurs or book author, authors who have written cookbooks. And on down the line, you know, we do every type of genre for science, you know, therapy and uh, relationship experts has been a big one for many years with a lot of those types of shows. And one of the additional evolutions beyond just experts, sort of an offshoot of that is what we call the follow doc space, follow docu-series, shows like Kardashians, Real Housewives, Deadliest Catch, Cake Boss, where it follows a family, follows a business. In many cases, they can be experts as well, um, or just very unique personalities as we're quite familiar with some of them
0: we'd like to say big characters
1: yes big characters for sure so that that's a big space and again in those shows in the follow doc world there's no host so when we started the department called the host broadcast division someone like kim kardashian is clearly the lead of a show and she is very valuable um and and successful but she's not hosting the show so Mm -hmm. that, that that's that was one big uh switch and then for my department, what I focus on the the second half, well, there's been a couple, there's, there's a second and a third aspect. Um, the second aspect really was the pivot to digital. Uh, probably around 10 years ago, we really got it. We've been doing it for longer, but really in earnest about 10 years ago, and that created an entirely different type of talent and a different type of buyer. So that was a major shift from, you know, whether it was a host or an expert, I was still pitching Discovery Channel or Travel Channel and the applicable production companies that produce their shows. But now with the influencers, not only is the talent different, but you're now dealing with brands and the rise of these brand agencies, agencies that represent brands that you're negotiating with and doing deals with. So that was an enormous shift in our company has grown to be the leading agency in the Mm -hmm. digital space. The whole department Uh, which again started with me in 1996 as a 50 person team between New York and Los Angeles. Um, That's agents, assistants, coordinators, and that's unscripted and digital. The other big shift for us, uh, which again, it wasn't doing for the first 15 or so years of my career. It was just talent. Now a big area for us is the behind the camera, the producers and production companies. So we represent showrunners, executive producers, co-EPs, that we staff for unscripted shows. And then we do a ton of show pitching through our production companies. We represent 50 plus production companies in-house. We work with, with everyone, but we do a lot of original show pitching. So we'll take one of our, either an influencer or one of our talent or a showrunner that has a concept, partner them up with a production company that typically does those kinds of shows. I help them fine tune it and then bring it to market and try and sell it. So. Yeah, and, all, and and one more thing, well, a few more things. There's podcasting, didn't exist also you know, 15, 20 years ago. That's an area that we do a lot of. We've helped clients launch podcasts. We have a fully operational podcast studio in our office in the Empire State Building. We work with all the podcast networks. And then licensing and merchandising is another big area for us. A lot of our clients, especially the influencers, have launched full-on product lines, Whether it's an e commerce store that they have where they sell uh, merchandise or a full on, you know, like retail in retail outlets like Macy's and Target and places like that. So, again, none of that I was doing for the first 10 or 15 years. And that's an enormous aspect. Again, and to go back to the beginning, we still do represent hosts, absolutely, but it's just, a minimal aspect just because where the industry is there's not a lot of need for that and typically if it is us, oh, it's going to be like a, a primetime game show or like you know or american idol tech show on nbc or fox and you know more often than not they're going to hire a, a big celebrity for those types of shows. what's
0: your favorite thing that you do
1: well the the best aspect and the most challenging is the diversity of what I do, because all those things that I mentioned, the department does, I personally do to varying degrees. There's agents that focus 100% of their time on digital, or focus 100% of their time on producers, production companies. I am diversified, which I do like, and that keeps things very interesting, because one moment you're negotiating brand deal, the next moment a producer deal, the next moment you're pitching a show, and things like that. So that part is is exciting. And I think it's just, for me, it's when you believe in something, when you when you find a piece of talent that you think is really good or show a show concept that you really like, and you're able to successfully sell it. And that to me is where the, the most enjoyment comes from, to really believe in, in, in some, someone or something and then see success from them.
0: Well, I've watched you nurture some people now for a really, really long time. So I was just out of curiosity too, um, very specifically then, Within your agency, do you also have you know literary and other divisions that then you can cross-populate? Because I'm thinking of a couple of people specifically who then ultimately also had books.
1: Yep. And yeah, we 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 are a 360 agency meaning we work in virtually all areas. The only areas we don't work in is we don't place singers for like you know, sync touring, although actually we do now have a touring agent that we hired recently. Um and we don't like represent like athletes on the field. We represent a lot of athletes, but not like. Current like on the field stuff, but yes. So we have a commercial and voiceover division. We have a, a talent department for at, representing actors for TV, film, and theater. A literary division representing you know Broadway writers and, and producers and directors and television and, and motion picture writers, producers, directors. And we definitely do pride ourselves on that you know cross promotion between the departments. So yes, there's many clients that uh, that are 360 clients, and we share and do different things for. Um, and that's a really,
0: can also a really Well, and, and I just want to say, as a casting director and talent executive in that side of my business, I I really salute you, and it's been such a joy over the years working with you because unlike it's what you do is not the norm at every agency, and so I love the fact that you've always been somebody depending on on what that casting brief was that I had that you would actually go talk to another department. Um, So I actually think this is sort of interesting. It may even be mind blowing to people who are listening, who are coming from outside of this side of the business and and don't actually understand that evolution. And so, so much has happened, right? With consolidation and um, changes in the marketplace, changes in technology and changes in, in consumer behavior that I mentioned in the intro. So I am kind of curious, like where right now you can choose one to start with, where, what are the biggest challenges and where do you see the biggest opportunities?
1: Well, the challenges are are many because there's a, currently there's a writer's strike. So while that obviously is the WGA, which affects scripted projects, as an industry scenario for any agency, it's bad because there's just uh, not, you know, they're not green lighting projects or projects that were in production are now being stopped because the writers aren't there to, to, to assist. So that's an enormous challenge because mm-hmm. there's a, a loss of revenue, obviously, and, and clients out of work. Um, and that is, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, but most people feel it's, it's not going to end anytime soon. And there's a pending SAG strike as well. So that is the number one obvious challenge prior to that. And even ongoing because historically, when there's been a strike on the uh, scripted side, it's benefited the unscripted group because the networks are still doing like unscripted projects. They don't need WGA writers for that. Um, and over the past several months even prior to 2023 the second you know sort of second half of last year there's been a lot of mergers uh, between the various corporate companies you know Discovery and Time Warner to be sort of the biggest and that's led to the consolidations led to a lot of layoffs um, and just reducing of budgets and cutting cutting costs every possible way so whereas previously when there was a writer stroke we saw a gluttony of, of new, uh, unscripted green lights, that's not happened here. Now, will it happen if this goes on for a while? Probably, you know, probably, but it hasn't yet for a variety of reasons. Again, I think it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cutting, a uh, slow cutting cost. And I think the networks had a lot of, when I say networks, I include the streamers. Um, there was a lot of content they have, they have in there. You know, if you look at Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, there's a, quite a bit of content. So there's not an immediate need to green light new projects. Um, so Can did I she, jump in there
0: for one second? Because right. I just wanted to, to echo what you're saying for people who who are listening, who are again, not necessarily within the industry. Because one, it, you know, if you want to work in this, it's so important that you know to be listening to what you're saying and to also follow the industry trends. You know, reading the trades, what have you. Because one is that a lot of people, a lot of platforms do have a, a glut of content. But the other thing is the misconception about budgets. People think that because it's a really giant company that they're rolling in the dough or that there was an announcement that, you know, so-and-so massive talent or CEO gets paid this. So why are they so cheap um, or what have you? And it's and we could spend hours talking about stock prices and when things. When but you if-
1: know that answer, please let me know because that is, yes, that's a common question we get.
0: So how do you answer that? Because we hear it all the time, but it's like uh, and nothing exists in a vacuum, is what I always try yeah. to explain to people. Well, at again, the it's stock just stock it, prices, and it's an episode yeah. of succession. It's the board yeah. asking questions all the time.
1: It's not how much money you have, it's how much money you're willing to spend. And right now, it's just cost cutting. I mean, that's what, and then, I mean, I, you know, I, when you also merge, I mean, there, there's money that you're putting out to spend that you need to recoup. So uh, there's billions of dollars that are being spent. So that, that did lead to, to cost cutting in, in places that we're spending a lot on talent or, or just productions are just, again, they're just cutting costs, whether it's that they, they overspend previously they're again, they're just not getting that the subscriber bases are down. The ad revenues are down. Um, there's also, there's so many platforms and so much content that ratings in general are always not for every show, but across the board, a lot of times they're going down because they're just, you know, what What an HGTV show gets now rating wise is different than what it got two years ago or three years ago, just because there's just so many more platforms and so much so more opportunities and there's just only so many eyeballs to go around, I guess. So, you know, I think that's also part of it is that there's just so many, so many choices.
0: So where are the opportunities right now? What are, what are you advising people?
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, that we are still very much, and it goes along the lines to what I mentioned earlier about being diversified, you know, certainly in my department is that, so there's a, there's still a lot to be done. I mean, there's a lot, our digital business is still doing very, very well. There's an extensive amount of brand deals going on. So that's, that's a big one. There still is business and we're selling, we're still selling shows. We, you know, sold a pilot to Magnolia very recently. Um, uh, History Channel Greenlit a project that we have the, uh, the talent and, and two of the EPs on the staffing situation are still coming up every week so it's just it's not as many green lights but there's still it, it's not like the bi- business is not happening um, and certain networks are probably less affected than others you know, a lot of networks have, have gone away almost completely as far as original like Animal Planet doesn't do original program new program anymore, True TV doesn't uh, Travel Channel and we'll see they're, you know, they're, they're not, they're not green lighting a lot of their shows that they had, but you know, Food Network is still doing a lot. HGTV is still doing, like TLC is still doing a lot. You know, there's, there's still- Can
0: I jump in there too? That was a really valuable nugget because again, so many people, you know, with a big dream, oh, I want to pitch a travel channel show. Okay, so we can, first of all, we can just pause for a second about that, you know, how realistic that is. But that aside, how would somebody that's not you know that they are not actively taking pitches and that these other networks are no longer creating new content?
1: That's a tough one. It's not like, to the best of my knowledge, Animal Planet took out a press release saying (laughs) we're no longer, I don't believe they did that. I mean, obviously in the industry, we're aware of it. You know, I mean, you could probably figure it out also by watching the network and seeing it's mostly reruns of existing. You're not seeing new series come out um, or going to the, the website of the network and, and seeing what they're promoting. And they're likely promoting again just shows that have been on for a long time or, you know, maybe they'll be airing movies or, or things like that. Um,
0: That's another so- really great point, though, is to go on the website or just, you know, invest in some IMDB pro. But to your point though, is looking at seeing what's on the schedule yeah. and, and what is new and what is returning and what's been there for a really long time, any of the networks, right. Cause a lot, yeah. you know, sure. and, and what are they franchising? Cause what I'm getting at is to really start to get a realistic thing. That's like, even if, if you get a pilot, which would be amazing, they may only be looking at filling one or two slots for the next year, yeah. as opposed to the, and, and, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, we're line shows and constantly putting out fresh content and and understanding that's how competitive it is, yeah. and then and 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 then taking it from there. It's like how risk averse are they? Are they going to go on take a chance with someone they don't know? Or are they always going to go back to companies they've worked with who you know? Make which is which is
1: more often than not the case anyway. Yes, I mean they yes. typically like to work with companies that they have worked with before and have a yeah that with.
0: you know and they and you trust so. Okay, so I'm sure you get this question all the time, but it's like, I just came out of college, Mark. Somehow I networked with you. I've actually walked into your office now that it's post pandemic, and I'm like, hey, I want to get into this business in front of the camera. What are you going to advise me?
1: First question well, I mean, again, because I do unscripted versus scripted. So personality, a person has to have personality. They have to have a good personality and be. What
0: does that mean to you? Because that's such a broad term. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, you look at. people who have done well I mean you, 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 again you have to have you have to be outgoing number one you can't be quiet and shy you have to have, be a, be comfortable be natural be comfortable being yourself, be talkative, be funny you know um, have a command have a presence. Um, so that's that's certainly you need that to start with um, And then most of the time if it's if it's someone you know even a college student because people are on social media from, their, from when they're very young, A college student could have a good social footprint, so that would certainly be a help, depending on what they're looking to pursue. So that's one aspect. But if they don't, they want to like, oh, I want to be on television. I want to be a host. And like, well, okay, start with what what is it organic to you? What is it you're good at? What do you are you an expert in anything? What are you passionate about? What do you know a lot about? And you sort of start there. And if someone, hopefully, you know, when you ask that question, more often than not, people do have some. Semblances of that. You may not be like a professional chef, but it's like, oh, actually, you know, I have traveled to 50 countries or whatever it is, and I, and things like that. So that, that we start there. Mm-hmm. And then there, you know, again, is there, you know, from my perspective, is there, is there a follow doc? You know, is there something about your life that is compelling? You know, do you have a family business? You know, that again, you wouldn't have thought of that. You're like, oh, I wouldn't even have thought of that. I was, I, I remember. Uh, talking to a client um, I met her for the first time this is four years ago and she was more of a life coach and nothing to do with this but in the course of the conversation she just just dropped randomly not even the purposes of television she was like yeah I'm I, I have to go because I've got to go to the office or oh what do you do oh I run a, to- a towing company and I was like wait what and it was like yeah I it's and she's female so a female family run company I think it was in Las Vegas I was like wait a second there that could be a TV show uh she wound up ultimately leaving that and moving to Los Angeles but like so those things come up that's not for most people but those can come up it could be oh you know me and my twin brother have a side you know side business or something so it's all those types of questions
0: yeah and, pairs are important just yeah, trying to the trends. Something
1: that's relevant yeah
0: the other thing I just want to throw out there because it comes up in, in which is the ability to go get a certification in something that if you have an interest in meaning, go get a real estate license. It makes you way more qualified for a lot of those shows.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Same thing in like life coaching or any kind of things is to get some, anything that you can get a certification and my point is to establish some kind of legitimate expertise. And it also takes you um, deeper into it. Other tip I say, I say this to everyone now, it's like, if you're gonna go renovate your house or do anything, chronicle every moment of it. Yeah. So you have a story of it because there, there can be something there, or just be able to show us that you're really you know cute with a sledgehammer. Right.
1: Yeah. And get and that sort of thing is like the question I get asked is, well, how do I how, how do I you know what do I what do I send people? So like also again once you want to do something, ideally you need the pitch materials. You know, put it put it really good. The good news is, and today we're, we're in the YouTube generation. You don't need someone to hire you. To have a professional reel done, you can create your own content as long as it's good quality, edited well. You can create a sixty to two minute, one minute, one to two minute reel on your own, no problem. I've had plenty of clients do Wait, that.
0: Jumping in once again, how? What's the maximum length you want to look at, Mark Turner?
1: I would say in most cases, two minutes.
0: People are shocked by that.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, most oh, of the time, you know, you're really just looking the first probably thirty seconds to see something. The reel is designed to get you in the room, it's not typically there to get you the job. There are some times where yes, someone will look at your reel and and book you, it's not unprecedented, but more often than not, the reel is designed to get you in the room, not get you the job.
0: Okay, that was a great quote. Um, What gets your attention? Like, I'd love to be signed with you, Mark. How am I going to get your attention? (laughs)
1: Be amazing. No, I mean, I like outside the box, but it still has to be marketable. So I'm still looking for great people in the food space. I'm still looking for great people in the renovation space. I'm still looking for great people in the, um, in the relationship space, even though those are, you know, common buckets. But if someone was like, well, I'll give you an example. He's not a client, but um, there was a uh, a very unfortunate incident. It came out, I don't know, was it two years ago in, in Central Park where uh, a a race related incident where a woman, white woman, had accused a black man of inappropriateness and called the cops and all that. So that guy turned out to be like an ornithologist. He's yeah. a bird watcher and he actually was like a credentialed and he got a show. I believe it's on Nat Geo, um, a TV series. So, like, that is an interesting, like, that. It was a great, I mean, a great story. I mean, it was, it was it turned out well for him, I suppose. But, uh, it was, he had a very interesting background and that turned into a TV show. I kind of like that, those interesting backgrounds. Um, So yeah, it's a combination of something that's a little different or something that, again, is just what the industry wants. You know, right now, I'm going to mention the Travel Channel. We had a lot of clients in the paranormal space. Mm. The Travel Channel for the past, you know, however many years has been heavily paranormal centric. So we look for people in that space because that that was a big need. And now, unfortunately, it is not. <laughs> um, so it's also- So what with-
0: happens when I mean, things go in and out of favor? I mean, that, that happens. I mean, that gets back into like, you know, market trends. But um, what I was gonna say is, do you go look for other market opportunities? Like if it's going away from there, is it maybe will streamers decide to, yeah. you know, pick up? Because I think the paranormal audience in that case is not necessarily going away.
1: Well, right now there is not a current platform that is going to be focused on that. Yes, so it is. gone I don't know if that will change. We hope it does, but no, there is not a, there are some places that are exploring it and have done like Netflix has dabbled in it, but there's no platform. I mean, traditional television or streaming platform that is focused on that.
0: Okay, Paranormal is out. Well, Here's for another now, I'm not saying.
1: I hopefully, you yeah, know, it's it's a great genre. We have a lot of great clients in the space, so we would love for it to come back for sure. But for
0: well, that's know. actually another really great point to you know to bring up because it's not always you know because in the coaching space we love to say this that it's not necessarily no, it's a not now. So it's learning how to um, roll with the trends and what you can do as a talent or a producer productively in the in those sort of quote unquote down times. Like you could be perfecting things, you could be developing things, you can, there's so many things you could should be doing, which co- takes me back to, to like the blend of our 2 expertise, because the, all that big personality and that amazing um, family business or whatever, you also need to be able to communicate. So those, the hosting skills still matter. Your communication skills still matter. Being um, descriptive and curious is huge.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you ever advise people? I mean, because I do, it's like learn to produce or develop writing skills or have other things that make you more competitive or more valuable?
1: Um, I mean, I don't tell people like, oh, take a writing course or take a, <laughs> a, a I do thing. all the time. Yeah, that, that I haven't done. I encourage people that if you if there is something that you're like you're passionate about to lean in on that mm-hmm. and go figure out ways to explore that further. I definitely do that, but I, I no, I don't think I personally like to take a ride something like that specific. It's more like based on what their interests are to sort of figure out well, how- Well,
0: they- I mean, that's a fair point, but if you don't mind, you don't have to use real numbers. We can do makeup numbers, but to understand why it, being a production company is so much more valuable, I meant in terms of generating income than being strictly talent. So if you can be both- that's enormous because the talent gets paid this the production company gets paid what you know what I mean just in terms of percentages by comparison why uh agents in across the board have you know in the in, on the broadcast side have leaned in in the last certainly in the last decade to representing more producers less strictly talent
1: yeah I mean the on, on the talent and producer side not production company the the, the business model is still Typically 10% of what we negotiate. So, you're, you know, you're neg- a talent fee is X amount of dollars per episode. Um, and a producer is t- someone that's a show and VP is typically paid per week, not per episode uh, in most cases. So, the the, the model uh, of negotiation and commissions is, is the same. The production company side, the production company, who obviously gets the budget for the whole show, physically produces the show. They get a line item of uh, typically it's roughly ten percent of the budget as their EP fee. It's not on to- exactly ten percent of the total budget, but it's it's based on, on close to that. So the agent uh, would would negotiate the, would uh, would negotiate and uh, sorry would commission the the producer fee aspect of the budget. So yes, you you're, you're representing talent produ- production companies or producers. You're as an agent, you're. You're, you're getting deals you're negotiating and you're commissioning um and then obviously there's the the packaging fee aspect which you know, some people know some people don't where if you represent um you know the, 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 the package of the production company the lead talent the showrunner uh, typically those those who can buy, can make up the package and if you represent you know one or more of those entities you can sometimes negotiate and put a packaging fee which is a Typically, 3% of the budget, which is paid by the network directly to the agency, in which case the agency can make more money, and the talent then does not, the the talent or the producer doesn't pay commission at all. So it's it's sort of seen as a win for everyone.
0: Uh, Yeah, and there are more zeros involved then. Correct. Yes, Okay. Here's one. Can you explain what an agent does and what an agent doesn't do? Because there are a lot of misconceptions starting with the idea that somehow you're running an employment agency. That if I get signed to Mark Turner, jobs are just gonna start rolling in.
1: Well, theoretically mm-hmm. that the, you know, the, the, the agent does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Forefront is trying to procure work for the client, but yes. we are not in and of itself. We are not employers. So we do not employ anyone, we are facilitators and that we try to procure opportunities for our clients to then get work. So we're facilitators and in, uh, maybe introducing them to production companies, casting directors, network execs um, to for, you know, for opportunities, whether it's a Greenlit series that we're putting them up for, whether it's developing something. So we're constantly creating oppor- creating opportunities for our clients in a variety of ways. So the biggest is to try and procure those opportunities. Then, of course, we're here to negotiate and get them the best deals as, as possible That include a lot of things, not just fees. There's exclusivity issues. There's usage issues. There's the length of the contract. There's a lot of aspects that that we're involved with. Um, and then Can we spend
0: a minute there? Because yeah. this is something that comes up when somebody has... Has gotten a job on their own. I mean, this happens all the time and doesn't, and then doesn't want to pay a commission. Or I try to explain what an agent actually does. And to your point, you're going to negotiate a much better deal. Yeah. And the, yeah. Uh, to I mean, me, we obviously, what, what you great. offer is priceless to me. Talent on their own mm-hmm. would ne- You you know, what the market will bear. You know what to Correct. ask
1: for. And we have precedents set. So we're aware we could be like, we just negotiated this rate for someone a week ago or two weeks ago. So we know that. And we have relationships with, people that we're negotiating with. So yes, there's there's a huge benefit to to having an agent that has experience, knows the marketplace, and again, can can explore the relationships that the talent may not have on their own.
0: What does an agent not do?
1: Let's see. Um, Well, you know, in the macro sense, we're not publicists. So while we have, may have relationships at places like the Today Show or GMA or talk shows, our job is not to get you as a guest on those types of things. That's a publicist. Agents don't do that. We may have relationships. We may help out, but that's not our role. Um, I haven't been asked that question before. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of things we don't do, but we do, We, you know, it's, I mean, we're, we're really involved in every aspect of the client's professional career, uh, pending the scope of the representation. Like, for example, um, like I like I, you mentioned books in previous, like we, we have we have a book division, and we represent a lot of great book authors. But you know, there could be a scenario where I sign someone as a talent that has a pre-existing book agent. So me as their their TV agent, I would not be involved in their their book business but they may have an agent they already don't. So that's not a great example. So I don't know, I have to think a little bit. I mean, we're, we're, we're our job is there to help grow the brand in every possible way and help, um, you know, bring to reality what the client would like.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. I want to go back for a second, just so we were talking about materials because, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, it was a headshot and a resume and now we have a real, you probably... I think, you know, you now you need social media links. It's great to have. I think it's really important to have a website just because it's one stop shopping for all your materials. And from the casting side, it's something that the talent controls that I highly recommend. It's like allow me or your agent to send me one thing about you so that I'm not searching the internet for information about you. You've you've given me what you want me to see. And I typically I'm not gonna look any further. So that's um, really important. Is there anything else that, like, you're you're looking for? You recommend people have to stand out. Because what I'm jumping in, and what made me think about this, is when you brought up the notion about your job as an agent is to help grow the brand. We didn't talk about that 20 years ago when you were starting your division.
1: That's true. Yeah. They didn't use the word brand in that context. You're right. Not yeah. at all. Exactly. So what does yeah. that
0: what does that even mean in terms of talent for you now?
1: Well, or I think anything. it just it again. It's the broader approach. It's not trying to just Get someone the TV show, and then they ride that. I mean, yes, a great scenario would be, you know, a, a tenfold show. A J- Jeff Probst on Survivor, or, you know, obviously the career Ryan Seacrest has. Um, so yes, getting someone on a signature series that lasts for for a very long time is amazing, and uh, for a perf- you know an ideal scenario. But then it's like, okay, it's will they write a book? Will they launch a podcast? Will they do you know endorse different products? Um, will they then, you know, become a producer, not just talent? Will they then promote their own show ideas where they can serve as a, as an EP? Um, so that that's sort of what we mean by the brand, you know.
0: That was actually fantastic because that was very generous for you. Because now, if I'm a talent starting out or at any point in my career, that's a that's a really great checklist, and it's also a wonderful vision exercise. Yeah. What, you know, what will that look like when, Yeah. so now if, you know, we talked about creating opportunity, but now I want to go take it into the crystal ball territory and just see, you know, you know, what your intuition and your gut says is the kind of direction things are headed, where you might advise people to focus their energies, where you feel from the agency side, it behooves you to focus your energies. You know, what does it look like the next few years?
1: Well, it's, again, it's a little hard to answer that given the current climate because mm-hmm. we'll have to see if, you know, what when, when when the strike ends and sort of when all the layoffs stop, you know, d- does that, is that going to, is the, is the new reality going to be where it's simply as an industry not going to green light the number of projects that we had? Is that going to be the reality? That isn't the prevailing belief, I don't believe. I think it's going to be when this sort of turns around there is going to be a lot of new green lights that's certainly what we hope but i don't know i mean i I don't we don't know um as far as the type of content you know that that that's i don't that's been there's been all different types of content again for you know going back you know 20 plus years when again the rise of more experts came into play so the nature of you know, what genres are hot, you know, again, like we talked about paranormal earlier, that was hot. Now it's not, you know, I mean, there's certain genres that, you know, you had the style network was an offshoot of E that was around for several years. And and that's now gone. you know, that's been gone for many years. There's no stuff. So even though fashion is very big, there's not a lot of fashion on television. So, you know, uh, again, animal planet is going, going away. So it's like, that That part, I think surprised certainly surprised me. You know, I think I don't know that that was something we thought was going to happen. So it's hard to predict, you know, five. what years- do you think
0: takes its place? What's that? What do you think might take its place? Well,
1: that's just it. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there was when when style network went away, nothing took its place. There was no, you know, tr- when travel channel really effectively went away as a travel network, it still exists as a paranormal network. There was no other network that focused on travel. So, these genres either will never come back, or
0: or they exist somewhere else, right? They
1: exist somewhere else, but on a, on a much smaller scale. There are yeah. plenty of shows on a Nat Geo and Nat Geo Wild, Discovery Channel, History Channel that there's a that, that there's travel involved. It's just-
0: YouTube, they their brands yeah. sponsoring travel. Yeah, there's some travel ish on um, and style and decor ish on yeah. streaming platforms.
1: Of course. yeah. I mean, Bravo has a lot of fashion energy, you know.
0: But your point is taken is really well taken is and that most of us not even really processing that it's like the, those kinds of ch- dedicated channels no longer exist. And it is unlikely that they ever will again. And it's an interesting thing as a reminder, even to me, it's like we get stuck in 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, because life is busy and all these things, and and unless you're watching all the time, you don't even notice that it went away. That's really powerful. Okay, here's one, because I don't want to put you on the spot with all your current amazing clients. So out there, people that you don't represent, who do you think is a really great, like, you know, host, broadcaster, communicator? Well, again, I mean, it's
1: it's so cliche to say it, but I mean, you got to go with Ryan Seacrest. I mean, the guy is just for 20 plus years, you know, from the start of American Idol, I think that was 2000, but, you know, the guy has just not only not stopped working, but I don't I mean, he's never done like less than two or three different series a year. I mean, there's just, there's no, no one like him. I mean, there's other po- folks that are like the Kevin Hart's of the world, the Steve Harvey's have just done incredibly well, um, you know, and do a lot of different, different programming yeah. Lopez. There's a lot, then you have the the folks that, I mean, that are a little bit more. Those are the mainstream hosts, but like a Guy Fieri is the is the is the benchmark on the food space. Mm-hmm. You know, Chip and Joanna Gaines. I mean, obviously, not only are they 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 set this the standard, they, they've done something I don't think I don't recall anyone else doing. Other than well, Oprah did it. Oh, for I was for
0: Oprah?
1: Oprah did it, but uh, but you know, now they they are you know part owners of their own network of Magnolia. That's again, other than Oprah, I don't think I don't think that's happened before with talent. Yeah. I'd like to have, I wouldn't mind having any of those folks as clients.
0: Be great work if you can get it. This has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you yeah. for making time in your busy schedule for me.
1: Happy to be here. Happy to be here.
0: Oh, yeah. I hope you'll come back.
1: <laughs> Happy to do it. Happy to do it.
0: Thank you so much. We'll have to talk, you know, next year's industry trends. And yeah. God willing. The- to see what we
1: discuss now is still in play for next year. I don't know.
0: Absolutely. And God willing, the strikes are over yeah. and um, really equitable Deals have been struck.
1: Outstanding. All right, Barbara, great to see you. And have great to see
0: you. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I really appreciate you. And if you're looking to tap into your greatness and become all that you're meant to be, including a better leader and maybe a more impactful subject expert and media personality, please shoot me a note via my website, ableintermedia.com. And be sure to download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.